Hey, the wolf here. This episode of Maximize You is going to be geared toward our Toastmasters group, a little interview with our district director, Joel Dawson, and some key tips and strategies on how you can improve yourself in the Toastmasters world. But hey, for those of you who aren't, there are going to be some leadership gems in here and nuggets that you can definitely take away to use anywhere in your life, home, family, or in the community. So sit down, buckle up, and get ready for another good episode of Maximize You. Okay, another episode of Maximize You, District Director's Corner with Joel Dawson. Yes. How you doing, sir? I'm awesome, man. Fantastic. I'm, awesome. I'm a little bit under the weather, but I feel pretty good. Feel I've good. always wanted that term, under the weather. Aren't we all under the weather? I don't know. I mean, that, you know, well, the sky's much. up there, the sun, the rain, whatever. We're all under the weather, right? I guess. If you put it that way. Apparently my, my smart aleck self I know. <clears throat> You're going to win the Cupid all for that one. Today, we want to talk about the mentor program inside of Toastmasters. Okay. Joel, you and I have some experience. We've been in Toastmasters a while. And I believe firmly, wholeheartedly, that if we can execute the Toastmasters mentor program effectively, we're going to significantly decrease ret- retention or attrition turnover Mm -hmm. inside the Toastmasters clubs, Mm -hmm. simply because when you take a new member, walks in the door, signs an application and joins, pays their dues, once they get on the right track of what did they come here to do? Was it get more confident speaking in a group? Was it to find a little bit of leadership skills in some different area for work or community? Get them on their path that they're getting something out of the program. They're going to stick more than likely, short of life events or things that might come Correct. up, as long as they're earning maybe some awards, they're getting what they came to get out of it, right? What's Correct. W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me, right? Right. Correct. So what are some best practices? Because I can sit here and reference pages or Google Toastmasters Mentor Program. They can download a PDF. All of it's going to walk them through how to do it well. But what I'm looking for today is some best practices that we can kind of pass on to our clubs, vice president of education or other people inside the club that are going to be mentors. What can we do to enhance the program to keep our members hanging around longer and thus stronger organizations, stronger districts, stronger areas, stronger clubs? Okay. When it, when it comes to that, you said new member. So what I want to do is separate that. Okay, good because point. Because we Very have good point. I agree. the member orientation, which is one of the one of the six key areas. Okay, mm-hmm. member orientation, and then I, I'm saying split it so you have new member orientation, and then you have mentorship. Mentorship could be someone that's been in past; they're no longer a new member. Right. Correct. Okay. Could be a few years, or you know, six eight months. Yeah, after they've been orientated. Okay, so I just Perfect. want to split those. So, so for this conversation, let's just talk the new new the new member part, the member orientation. Mm-hmm. Okay, best practices for a someone. Let's just say, well, you can go ahead and download everything. You got manuals. It tells you step by step to do it. it. Tells you to sit with them. It tells you what to do on the first meeting. It tells you what to do. But if you're going to be a mentor and you want to really get buy-in from that new member, you have to focus on what is it that I want to accomplish in whatever period it's going to be. For me, it's six weeks. I run the new the uh, member orientation for Evangeline. Right. So every new member meets with me. They have homework during the week. And I meet with them every Sunday via web 
for six weeks. The very first thing that you have to do before you go anything, it's not the icebreaker, it's not any of that stuff. The very first thing that you want to do with that person is you have to have that discussion about why you're here. None of the other stuff matters because if you don't have that conversation with them, they're not going to have any focus. If they don't have any focus, if they can get caught up in anxieties, they can get caught up on, on committees. Not that that's a bad thing, right. but they have to be, they have to, not you tell them, hmm. they have to articulate out of their mouth, out of their mouth, why they're here. Use okay? words, right? You have to use words. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So I always said this from the very beginning. You ask a Toastmaster question inside a Toastmaster, you're going to get a Toastmaster's answer. This first meeting should be held outside of that Toastmasters environment so you can find out the real reason. Amen. That that Toastmaster question is, why did you join Toastmasters? That Toastmaster answer is, because I want to get better at leadership and public speaking. They all say that, right? Yeah, no That's doubt. not really what they invested their money in. Mm-hmm. You and I both know from past experiences, when you get someone out of the situation and you have that conversation, you have the real reason. Now, once you have the real reason, okay, now you're ready to move forward. The second thing is you want to find out what is their expectation. Gotcha. What is your expectation? Okay. Okay. Now, when I say expectation, me, I'm talking about time. Gotcha. Now, when it comes to whatever goal that is, whether you want to start a business, whether you, there's a job promotion, because here's the thing. If there's a job promotion that you want to prepare for, this shouldn't take you two or three years. You really got to get on it. Right? That's true. You really got to get on it. You're right. So what is the time commitment? Now, when it comes to the time commitment, I just don't take anything that they say because you have life. You have work. You have a family. But when it comes to your personal development, everything, whether you're reading books, watching YouTube videos, along with Toastmasters, what is your commitment? Where does Toastmasters fit? I don't make those decisions. They do. Okay? So if he tells me that, you know, I find out the real reason why this person wants to get better or why this person is now focused on personal development and he's chosen Toastmasters as his number one platform to do that. Now that I know what he really wants to accomplish, I now know his time commitment specifically for personal development, number one, and number two, I want to find out how much of that is allotted for Toastmasters. Once I have those two things, of course, now we can go ahead and start planning. I always consider anything else that they may be doing. I don't just push that aside because, you know, I I like to work on the whole person, so to speak. Okay, so if you are reading books, if you are watching videos, let's let's put all of this together and make sure that it's all going in the same direction. It's like one big line dance, like watching everybody do the Macarena. Right. It's like that. Okay. Yeah, we all, all want to be on the same page, moving in the same direction together. Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. So with that being said, I... I know what his why is, and now I know how much, what his commitment is. Now we can set the expectation. Mm-hmm. We can set the expectation. Perfect, perfect. Okay, so that's best practices that works to increase the retention because, see, now they can identify why they're there. And when I have conversation with them, and this is really important, this is really important, I have conversations about their activity as compared to their result, what they said that they wanted. Not necessarily, well, you didn't do your icebreaker. That doesn't matter. 
That doesn't right. matter because the one thing that we talked about was commitment. Mm-hmm. Another thing we talked about was time. Now, right. do I get on them if they don't meet it? No, because this is a coaching moment. That's right. Because from that point on, you, either you're cheerleading them or you're coaching them. You send them out with their, with their road map. You send them out in the wild blue yonder. Don't make the mistake of thinking that they're just going to do it all. You have to know right then and there mm-hmm. that some of them are going to do it, some of them are not. Right. So you have to understand, okay, so the next time I meet with him or the next communication that we have, am I going to be coaching him or am I going to be his cheerleader? And that's going to be based on the results that they get. I may be going a little too deep. I don't know how far you want to go with this. No, no, no. But You're I hitting did. points. You're hitting exactly what I was thinking about. Okay. So with that being said, if, if I have the, the, the fundamentals or the, the basis down to move forward, in six weeks, <clears throat> there's three things that I want to be able to teach him. Number one, I want him or her to be able to write a speech on their own that matches their project objective. Okay. That's number one. Like that. Number two, I want them to be able to give an evaluation based on the process outlined in Toastmasters Wears Many Hats. Okay? Mm-hmm. Number three... I want them to be able to function in a meeting, which means that they have over the six-week period, there's a couple of roles that they have to take. But in our program, one of the things that they have to do is they have to serve as either a Toastmaster or a general evaluator. Amen. Because, and, and what I mean is not just click a button and sign up and show up. Understand. They have to understand that if they're the Toastmaster, they're responsible for getting speakers. They're responsible for table topics. They're responsible for getting a general evaluator. That's if right. they choose a general evaluator role, they understand that the evaluators are their responsibility, as well as the eye counter, grammarian, so forth and so on, the timer and that stuff. Now, here's the thing. If they're new, they may not know a lot of people have a lot of phone numbers, but they have to know that that's their responsibility. But we also have a shadowing program that helps them. Amen. So, and that Amen. person is going to be a more experienced Toastmaster mm-hmm. that can help them out with that. Correct. But the goal of it is to teach them what their responsibility is. So now, after six weeks, they can write a speech, they can give a constructive evaluation, and they can function in pretty much any role mm-hmm. in our meeting. So that's new member orientation for me. That's what we do here. Mr. Dawson, you did not disappoint. I didn't? You sure? did not, sir. No, that no, you hit all the points of exactly what I was hoping you would to get us on the right path. And a couple of points I want to come back and review in there that you really brought up. One is a great strategy. Now, this is a slight bit off of mentoring, but really it's not, honestly. The one thing I've learned over time, and we kind of started executing this some time back, is every single club should break up their meeting agenda into those two areas you talked about. The Toastmaster is responsible for taking care of the speakers and getting all that part lined up. Yep. The general evaluator is responsible for all the roles and evaluations. Correct. Those two people should fill that agenda independently and work together. This is a teamwork thing Mm -hmm. here, right? So they need to be communicating before the meeting for the next week or next two weeks, whatever it is, and getting all those roles filled. Mm -hmm. And I think that is crucial and essential because what this starts them on the path of is what? Leadership, right? They're taking a a job and a responsibility. They're bringing people together to accomplish a goal. 
perfect leadership scenario. So that's a great, great, and great point. They're, that you did what they're there. doing is they're getting in the habit of building a team. Now, not only right. it, let's talk they generally evaluate. Just using it as an example, not only does he have to recruit a team, but he has to make sure that they understand what their roles are. Exactly. That they understand right. their job responsibility, meaning that those evaluators had a speaker eval session with the speakers. That's right. You know, so mm-hmm. it's not just recruiting people, go push this button, go sign up. Mm-hmm. He's got to make sure that every everyone on his team knows what their job is. That is like basic leadership one-on-one. And it goes from, Amen. you know, general evaluator. Toastmaster has to do the same thing. The only thing the VPE does or should do is just make sure that there's a Toastmaster. That's it. That's make correct. sure there's a Toastmaster. And yep. be that go-to person if the Toastmaster has you know any type of problems or any questions or anything like that. Absolutely. That's good. I like that. So that gives us a good framework on how the Vice President of Education should set up a mentor program. You really pretty much just kind of laid out the training on how to train someone to mentor another member, new member. Obviously, the more experienced member is going to get more into the coaching side simply because that person's probably on a little bit different journey. If they're six months in, a year, two, three years in, what Mm -hmm. are they there for? So that's going to be a little different conversation. But you nailed exactly what I wanted to cover. So let's recap there. So if we're talking a new member mentor program, we're talking about we have to find out their why. The best way to do that is to do something outside of the meeting, Mm -hmm. not like an hour before, because it's going to take some time sometimes to flesh this out. Yes. So you want to visit outside the meeting, (coughs) what their why is, Mm -hmm. and ask some deeper questions because – the first answer they give you is probably not the real one. We need to get mm-hmm. a little deeper to find out so we can really help them achieve what they came here for um, outside the meeting. And then thirdly, we'll set the expectations, mm-hmm. both on what do they expect out of Toastmasters, also what time commitment do they have, to and make sure those two match up. Because if they've got a why, they want to learn this, but, well, I've only got about 30, hour, 30 minutes extra a week. Uh-huh. Mm, you know, we may or may not be able to hit that goal, Based oh, let on him what do the math. You have. Let him do the math. Exactly. Ask him, does, it, does this add up to you? That's right. Exactly. You know? But the most important thing with that is you have to have checkpoints, key performance indi- indicators, KPIs, whatever you want to call it, some type of way mm-hmm. to track it to right. say the actions that you're doing, am I getting closer right. to this goal or farther mm-hmm. away? Farther away even means just standing still because time continues. That's right. And I think that's critical in the, the mentor slash coaching area because. You have to give them an honest evaluation to say, I understand what your goal is, but if you don't have the time to put into it, you're not going to reach that goal here. You know, there's a balance there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there are other scenarios. And then I like the fact that you threw in there, be their cheerleader. Mm-hmm. I really like that because that's critical. You have to cheer them on. You have to encourage them. Mm-hmm. You have to look for those positive things. Doing well here, but you know what? I think you've got to mark out some more time to do this if mm-hmm. you want to accomplish this goal. Here's, so here's one thing I learned a long time ago, and it was it was just mind-blowing to me. I don't know. It's just that I think it was almost like the learning the Jedi mind trick, you know, like Yoda can <laughs> raise up the microphone. Okay. When you reward good behavior, it's easy to correct bad behavior. Yep. Amen. So if you don't do it for any other reason, make your whole coaching experience that much easier. And that won't be that Absolutely that, right. that, that that friction or someone taking it the wrong way if you are supporting them and they know that you care about them. They will take it as constructive and they will not get offended. That's why it's important. you got to always be their cheerleader. 
Absolutely, brother. That's good. And then the last piece of that, I think, too, is also, again, um, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Okay, and then last thing to wrap up. So what are we teaching someone when we're mentoring them, right? Three things you mentioned. Mm -hmm. How to write a speech based on the objective of the the project that they're in. Yes. Okay? Number two is an evaluation. How do they truly give a good evaluation to someone? And this goes all the way back to reach out to the speaker. Yep. Which one mm-hmm. are you doing? Let me get the evaluation form. Ask mm-hmm. a few questions if you're looking for anything specific. And then what am I looking for? And then yes. lastly is are they able to function inside the meeting at a proficient level, you know, based on what we got, especially in the early days. Yes. And I like the fact, too, of the shadowing program because we've always kind of talked about that, but I don't know that we've made a concerted effort to do that. Mm-hmm. Because as I think about it, one thing I always tell new members is, Every meeting, you want to be doing something. If you're not Mm -hmm. speaking, you want to either serve in a role or I want you to shadow someone who's serving in a role to get a little idea about it. So that's good stuff. I think that's going to give us some stuff to work with. Again, be sure that we're sharing this episode with all the other members out there because I think any member, brand new or experienced, can get some some good information out of this to work on their clubs, help mentor other members, and Mm -hmm. help grow their clubs to the next level. Awesome. Thank you, Joel. Awesome. Appreciate you. All right, brother. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye.